Do you have a message that the world needs to hear? Do you want to make a living making a difference in the world? If so, this is the place for you. Welcome to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches podcast. Today, I am talking with the authority catalyst, Steve Brosman. We're going to be talking about some amazing things. I did this this interview uh, just a few days ago, and I learned some amazing nuggets of information in this conversation. We're going to talk about how your book can be your most important piece of marketing to help you to be an authority. We're also going to be talking about how to overcome camera fright. It's not stage fright. We're talking about being afraid in front of the camera and also something that Steve talks about as being the trifecta of authority or the holy trinity of authority marketing. We're going to be talking about that in this interview and you're going to get a lot of great nuggets out of it. Uh, Steve and I have been connected for uh, close to a year, six months, maybe a year, but I've learned a lot from Steve and I'm grateful to be able to have him on the show and you're going to learn a lot from him today as well. But first, I want to talk about the first annual Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Summit coming up in Los Angeles, California, January 24th through the 26th. This is going to be an incredible event. The whole purpose of this event is to help you to make 2019 your best year ever. So if you're a speaker, author, coach, uh, if you're an influencer or any other kind of message-driven entrepreneur, and if you're not those things, I'm not sure why you're listening to this podcast, but if that's who you are and you want to make 2019 your best year yet, then this is the place for you. What we're going to be doing at this event is we're going to be first starting with mindset and clarity, getting clear on what it is that you want in your business, figuring out what you want to create, what you want to make happen, and what you want to build in your business. There's a lot of different directions that you can go, so we need to choose where you want to go first, and that's what we're going to talk about on day one. It's all going to be about getting clear on what you want. Day number two, that's going to focus on the strategy that's going to get you to that goal. What strategy is going to be right for you? There's a lot of different strategies that you can choose, but it all depends on what your goals are in your business. So that's day number two. And then day number three, we're going to have an incredible time focusing on taking action. What's going to be your action plan so that you have a step-by-step plan of what you're going to do next. So you can find out more about this event coming up in Los Angeles, California. It's going to be an absolutely transformational experience. You can find out more information at speakerauthorcoach.net slash summit. This is the first annual Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network Summit. We only have 100 people at the event. We have early registration pricing available right now. Uh, So head over to that site so you can get your ticket before they sell out. And now let's jump right into my interview with Steve Brosman. You're going to have a great time in this conversation. I know that I learned a lot. I hope that you will too. If you like this episode, please share it with somebody who needs to hear it. Share it with somebody. There's a lot of people who talk about sharing things broadly. And that's great. I, I, I always appreciate it when somebody shares the podcast in a broad way. But today what I want you to think about is who is one person that I know that needs this information, that it's going to help them, and share this episode with them. All right, thanks so much. I hope that you enjoy this episode. All right, everyone, I'm here with Mr. Steve Brosman, and my first question for you, Steve, is who is Steve Brosman? Well, I guess by now your people would have uh, picked the accent. They'll know that I am Australian and uh, it's, a, it's a very early morning session for me here. But, uh, mate, it is my pleasure to get on and, and be with you and your people because there's a fantastic community. Steve Brosman. Well, Steve Brosman started off a, a skinny little kid with bent legs and pushed himself right through to become a national track champion. Um, broke his back. And through rehabilitation, fell in love with the fitness industry and then worked his way through licensing and franchising kids clubs into five countries, weight loss programs into two countries, speaking around the world and then fell in love with marketing while he was doing that. And for the last 10 or 15 years, I've been helping people position themselves as leaders out there in the marketplace. But way back in the fitness industry days through my kids' programs, I ended up on TV for two years um, as a guest host and then 
hosted and produced my own show on a national network, uh, executive producer for Warner Brothers, and have just had one heck of a ride and now enjoying what I'm doing next and uh, wondering what I'm going to be when I grow up. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Wondering what I'm going to be when I grow up. I, I think that for some reason, a lot of people have this old school idea that you, you start a job at, at 22 and you stick with it until you're 65. And I don't really think that's reality anymore. And it sounds pretty boring anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not. A, I've been doing some research for one of my clients and it looks like that people are in something like about 14 different occupations from the time they leave school to the time they retire these days. And that's one of the things that I'm doing with people in employment is actually helping them on their own, what I'm calling personal enterprise. No matter where you are in a business, whether you're the CEO, whether you're the bottom uh, of some way in, in an organization as an employee or an, or an entrepreneur, you've got to look at now your own personal enterprise and be your own brand and, uh, and push that out there. Wow, that's interesting. One of the things that I talk a lot about with uh, my clients and with my community is choosing choosing what you're going to do, getting focused on something. And one of the things that they get caught up on is, is this idea of, well, but I have all these things that I want to do. And I always say, yeah, that's fine. Just choose which one you want to do first. And so you might, you might do things in different orders. And I think you're a great example of that as someone who's had a lot of success in a lot of different areas. And it's kind of gone all over the place uh, over the course of a couple decades. Yeah, look, uh, I've got a saying which would be great for your people. And they say, oh, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. Clarity equals cash. Yeah. Once you're absolutely clear and then focused on what it is that you do and who you want to serve, that's the biggest thing. A lot of people say, but I want to do this and I want to, I want to do this. It, it, it is about what you want to do, but it is also about what's the greatest value you could add people. And a lot of people talk about purpose. And even though um, yeah, I'm spiritual, I'm not that woo-woo, I really do believe very hard that people need to be on purpose. And to me, that's the intersection of three major uh, parts to your life, three circles as I draw it. The first one is your skill, um, doing what you're good at. The second is your passion, doing what you love to do. And some people do what they're good at just because it's a job and it pays the bill, but they're not passionate about it. A lot of people want to do things that they're passionate about and quite often because they're passionate about it, they do it a lot more and they, be, they become good at it. But the last one is value and there's two edges to value. It's the value that you provide other people and doing something that they perceive value in so that they pay you. So the purpose, the real purpose is doing something that you're passionate about, that you're good about, that you provide value to other people that they see value in so that they pay you well. Yes. And when you're doing that, earning significant amounts of money by doing something, adding value to other people and you love doing it, that I believe is your true purpose. That's beautiful. Do you, do you have that together on a Venn diagram? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. So you're saying the middle, that's where the purpose is, is the combination yeah, between yeah. what you're good and, at, what you're passionate about, and what other people find value in. Yeah, and that's where people fall down. Yeah. Is they miss that value part. They think, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. Yes, they might be able to add value, but they don't package themselves or package it in a way that they see enough value for them to make money in. And that, that's the missing link where yeah. a lot of people fall down. Totally. It's interesting too, because a lot of people will say things like they, Oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I think the key that they're the, the, the key word, that's the problem in that is the, I is the, I want this, I want that. And, and that's great that, like you said, that that's two thirds of the, of the equation, but you got to yeah. have them in the equation because they're the one who's paying the check. Um, when it comes down to it, whoever's paying you the check is the client. And you have to serve the client and what they want is what they want. And if they don't see value in something you might be very good at, and it might be something that they need, they might absolutely need it. But if they don't want it and they don't see value in it, then you're not going to make any money with it. 
Yeah, I'm going to take it the other way because, gee, your title is uh, speakers, authors, coaches. And I'll go back to a story. And I only shared it yesterday with the podcast that I was on uh, about my wife. She always thought she had a book in her. Um, and then she went to an event. I think it was one of Brendan Bouchard's in New York. So she oh, flew cool. all the way from Sydney to York. And, nice. um, actually, she was one of his top 10 affiliates. So she got the, mm. got the thing free. Um, and she came home and it was something that he said, is like, the book is not about you. It's about that one or two or three people that you help. So get off your butt and go and write the book, so to speak. And, and so she did. And her first book went bestseller. I think it was downloaded something like about 35,000 times. So it went out there pretty big. And she got that one email from a lady said, Pam, I read your book and it was at a time that my father had passed away and it really resonated with me that I just got back out there and I did it. Thank you so much. And she said, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm going to teach. It's not about you. It's about those other people. So people that are hanging around you and putting off and procrastinating, writing a book, putting that are people that are hanging around you that are putting off speaking. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, because I, I don't want to do it. I'm scared. No, it's not about you. It, yeah. It's all about the people, that one person somewhere in the audience, that one person somewhere on this podcast that you and I are going to help today. Yeah. That's what it's about. So totally. it's exactly what you would be teaching with your people. It's not about you. Yeah, just get out there and do it. And that's the same thing as you know, when the people say, I want, and then the people that say, I can't, it's not about them. Yeah, totally. And, and it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, when, when you were saying that, what I started thinking about is, you know, that idea of I'm nervous about this or I've stage fright or you're doing your video challenge soon. You're, what is it, a 21-day video challenge to get in front of people, right? Yeah, one of the th yeah, very quickly, one of the things that people get scared about is getting in front of the camera. And I can turn people around and we'll do it in our challenge Yeah, is in 40 minutes, they can get over their fears and I'll give your people this tip right now. It's reverse the lens because I can tell, I can look at people and tell that they're looking at the camera that's looking at them. Yes. Oh, interesting. My reverse the lens is use the lens as the telescope into the life of the one person, the one person that you're talking to right now. You may want your video in front of millions of people, but they're not all sitting in the one room on each other's lap watching it. It's yeah. that one person in each room that you're talking to. And if you reverse the lens, then you're talking through and to that person. I can tell the people that are presenting at the camera and I hope I'm looking good versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just chatting to that, that person. And yeah, you know, I'm sure you've got these tips and techniques when people are on stage to do that communication to that one person as well. But that, that's exactly, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a really good uh, way of looking at it, reverse the lens. I've never heard that. But what I was going to say with it is exactly that. It's that when you are nervous about being on camera, when you're nervous about getting on stage, when you're nervous about putting that out, this might sound a little harsh, but that's a very selfish thought. It's very selfish because you're thinking about you instead of the people you're serving. And you're thinking about, you're not thinking about nine times out of 10, they're not thinking that what I'm sharing is not going to be of good value to them. It's not going to help them. They're thinking, I don't look good. I don't sound good. I might look stupid. I might whatever. And it's about them. It's about these people right there. You know, that's what it's about. And if you can forget yourself and just go to work and serve the people that you're serving, I mean, that, that's where, where the magic really happens. Do you know why people hate getting in front of the camera? I don't, well, I, I could think of a lot of reasons, but I'd like to hear yours. <laughs> I'll give you, this is what we'll actually be going and there's a formula that I go through and it works every, every single time. A lot of people think it's psychological getting in front of the camera. The camera can't hurt you unless the person who has the camera throws it at you. That's the only, <laughs> the only way the camera can hurt you. They're not scared of getting in front of the camera. They're scared of watching themselves back. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest thing. But it's physiological, not psychological. 
Because yeah. when you and I, when everybody looks at themselves in the mirror or they look at themselves in the glass walking past a shop or they look at themselves, they're looking at a mirror image and their brain is implanted that that's the, that's the image. They actually see themselves as a mirror image. The left-hand side of the face is on the left-hand side of the body and all those sorts of things. Whereas when they watch themselves back through the video, through the, the, the screen or whatever it is they're watching themselves back, it's reversed. Hmm. It's the real side of it. So the left-hand side is actually on the right-hand side and the right-hand side's on the left-hand and the brain doesn't like it. Hmm. And the brain is just saying, I, I, what's wrong? That wrinkle's over there and this crease is there and that's over here. I, and it really throws the brain out. And uh, physiologically, it doesn't like it. And you and I both know and everybody knows that when we hear ourselves back for the first time, we're saying, oh, that's not me. I sound terrible. But what most people don't realize, the science behind it is sound is a compression wave and it travels differently through solid and liquid from our voice box internally to our ears. We hear ourselves from the inside. Yeah. And when I'm speaking to you, it's going through the electronics, but it's going through air from my voice to your ear. And physiologically, scientifically, it sounds different. So I've got a formula, three by five by five, where I sequence people to film, watch, 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 film, watch, watch, watch. And within a 55-minute a sequence, they've switched their brain around. There was a scientific study done with Navy SEALs where they had to wear goggles that turned their world upside down. To I've start with, this, yeah. bumping around. But within a couple of minutes of each other, it took about 60 minutes and the brain just switched it all back around. Even though the goggles were sending them upside down, the brain switched it all around so that they could see normally again. And that's what I do within this sequence. I switch their brain around so they say, you know what? I'm comfortable watching myself. When they get comfortable watching themselves and they say, yeah, I'm having a conversation and I know what I'm doing and how it comes through the camera, then their video presentations just go through the roof. Wow. That's really cool. That, that's such a, a scientific approach to it. I think that sounds amazing. That's very cool. Yeah. When people don't do this, they still have that um, yeah, physiological fear of themselves, but they've got to, once they've done that and they get over watching themselves, oh, their presentations go through the roof. It's, it's just... I've got a, a testimony from one lady and she said, I would not, and I could not even look at my photo. And within the morning session, she says, now I'm doing videos and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. It just switches. And the thing that it switches, it switches from me presenting to the camera to what is the conversation that I'm just going to have with that person through the lens. And when they converse, they connect, they communicate, they can actually show the empathy. There's the connection, which is what you and I know videos are supposed to be for, the connection. But when they just present at the camera, people will switch off very quickly. Totally. They're not interested in that. They want a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and I, just, I just get so excited when I uh, see the changes in the people. And uh, yeah, looking forward to doing that. So why did you start? I mean, I, we're going to talk about this in a moment. For a long time, you were working with people in their books and you're doing you know, different things to help them with their authority. But recently, you've been really focused on, on video. Why the uh, shift in focus recently? It's, it's a bringing back out of the closet, so to speak. Um, I did, and I, I've had 20 years in and out of TV. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just, I was on a, TV, a kids TV show for two years mm -hmm. uh, with my kids club program. Uh, the program that I produced, hosted and directed um, was a kids TV show. It was a lifestyle show, a magazine show that we, it was aired nationally um, Saturday mornings. Wow. So I've been in around, I've been on every network in the country. I actually, uh, writing my new book, I've actually been on TV in five continents. Wow, <laughs> so, that's pretty cool. You got to get what, two more? Uh, yeah, Antarctica. No, no I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so but the it, it's, it's always been there. And then when the internet collided with that, and I'd been doing small business marketing, my wife would starting to do internet marketing. We actually ran the first 
real video marketing courses in 2007 here in Australia. And um, through, I don't know how it, it happened, but through a, a major blog site um, in America was named 2012 Video Marketing Influencer of the Year. Wow. But I, I transferred out of that because it was the authority positioning and all of those that I, I saw greater value in. And videos was always a part of it. But every so often I'll, I'll see that there's a need to come back out where, you know, Facebook's forcing you to do Facebook lives. LinkedIn is now catching up. Uh, IGTV, Instagram is doing it. And a lot of people are floundering. So I was like, oh, look, I'll, I'll run another 21 day. Every so often I'll do it. Pam and I ran a two day live uh, video profits masterclass here in Sydney. So every so often we're doing it, but it's not my core focus, but it's, it is one of my core expertise and I just can't leave it sit there when people have the need. So it's, it's always going to be a part of the arsenal. In fact, um, what you've got with your program, I say, it, there's the holy trinity of positioning marketing videos is the fastest way to be seen as a leader in authority books are the most powerful way still to be an authority when you're an author and a bestseller you, you have positioning and authority out there but speaking is the most lucrative so when you put all three together then people can really build their business with uh the trifecta so once i work with people and increase their positioning and work out what the unique factor is then I'll say that, okay, videos, books, and speaking, which, which we're going to start with. Mm, that's awesome. I love that, that you have the, uh, the, uh, what do you say? The Holy Trinity of, uh, of authority whole, is that? Yeah. The Holy Trinity of positioning marketing or authority marketing. Which, which I like I'm, that. That's very cool. That's a good way to put it. Um, let's talk about books for a moment. Um, you, sure. you've done a lot with people helping them write their books and get their, get their ideas and their concepts and their solutions into a book form. A lot of people have, I want to write a book on their, on their to-do list, on their bucket list, on their goals, but year after year they haven't done it. And you make it a lot more simple. How, how can you just in a moment help people see that it doesn't need to be so complicated? Yeah, I'll share with people that I passed my final English exam by two thirds of a mark. <laughs> nice i don't know where the two-thirds come from i think it was just pity uh-huh. <laughs> english was the subject i hated and avoided mm-hmm. um i've never been a writer i've never wanted to be a writer but i knew that as i was transitioning from the video guy to more the authority guy i had to do something and my pam had uh, my wife pam had written uh, three or four bestsellers at that stage and she was helping people with her online and then uh, other courses on how to write a book in, in a certain time. So she said, you got to write a book. Okay, great. So I started, um, avoided her system as every good, dutiful husband did. Um, and she said, how's your book coming, Steve? And I said, well, it's coming along. How's it coming along? Oh, yeah, it's coming along. Yeah, three months <laughs> later, you're not using my program, are you? No. She said, why don't you put videos in it? And my world changed. I was like, what? What do you mean? Videos in a book? And she said, you can do it this way. And I thought, oh my God, how cool is that? So A, I followed her system and B, I put videos in the book and I finished it in just weeks. But writing a book again is not about you. Um, The system that we work with people is first and foremost, what is the payoff that you want from the book? Whether it's positioning, lead generation or whatever, or just sharing a story. What is that? Then the first part of it is what's the purpose of the book, which is what does the reader need to get out of it? And when you start with the end and the beginning in mind, the rest is just a process. So let's go over that real quick. So you start with what do you want to get out of it? And then, then what does the reader need to get out of it? And then then you fill in the middle. Then there's just a simple framework or what do you need to teach them? What do they need to get out of it? And then you just itemize it down. The biggest reason why people don't write the book is they've got too much to say. Mm. It's how can I get everything I know into a book? Yeah. Everything I've known in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. How can I get it all into one book? And, and that's amazing is like, well, that's great but then you'll always get stuck because you just keep writing and it's going nowhere and there's no real, you know, purpose for that book 
Whereas if you start with the end in mind, what do I, I want to get out of the book? And my first book was I needed people to know that I wasn't just the video guy. So there was a framework. It was my actual system, you know, position, package, promote, all those sorts of things were just in the framework. I help people create what I call their, their blueprints. Their, the way that they work with people, the outcomes they deliver. And basically that's the framework for the book. Mm -hmm. Chapter by chapter, you go through what you do and add some stories. Uh, for me, I will just put links in there. So you, you can actually be um, in a physical book. You can be sitting reading the book under a tree, scan the QR code, and I'm talking to you on your phone in the video. Hmm. And yeah, I can explain things better with a video <laughs> than I can write. I say, give me a camera, not a keyboard. And then yeah. you <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's made a, a massive difference. And so people out there that are struggling to write a book, okay, Again, get over yourself. What do you want the book to do for you? And then who is it that is going to be the reader? How can I help them? And what is the framework that I can deliver that information in a way that they're going to enjoy it? And they're actually going to see value in it and keep reading it because, um, yeah, we're, we've got the wonderful title now of having the attention span of shorter than a goldfish. That's, that's it. <laughs> That's how humans are these days in yeah. this click button ADD society. We have to really keep their attention. And the great thing is that Amazon loves short reads. If somebody could write a 15,000, 20,000 max book, one topic, one book, one purpose, get it out. You got another set of information, do another book. Got another set of information, do another book. I've done two. I've just finished my third, which is taking a different direction. And it's all segmented in a way that each of them deliver different things. Wow. I think that right there is so wise. Just that idea that we're talking about one thing doesn't need to be so complicated. Talking about one thing, get it out. And that's your book. Yeah. Yeah. Just deliver a framework. My next one, I'm really excited about it. It's, it's a non-marketing book. It's sharing some real and raw stories um, of way back and, and how I've done things and overcome things. But it's all through my coaching life as in uh, a track coach and now as a personal and a business coach, I've helped people exceed their own expectations and I've smashed through a lot of my own. And I was like, you know what? What if I could take that message out there? What if I could provide a framework? And I've gone back and identified six principles on things that I've done and done with other people that are key stepping stones. And there's a different way of goal setting. There's a different way of doing things that when people think, wow, okay, that's a different way of looking at things. That's the new book. And that is possibly what I'm going to be when I grow up. <laughs> that's awesome. What is, what is this book called? It's called Exceed. One word, exceed. How to exceed your own personal and professional expectations. That's very cool. When's that come out? It was to be my birthday, which is Halloween. Um, oh, that's cool. not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> but it will be, uh, the goal is it will be out this year. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, some people will be listening to this right when it comes out, but there will be people who are listening to it months from now. So that's kind of how they can do it. Um, yeah. so later on they can check out exceed. It sounds really cool. I'm excited to read it. Um, I want to go back to an early time in your career and, and through this whole journey of entrepreneurship and, and building your business. Has there ever been a time where you felt like giving up and quitting? Has that ever happened where you had a time where you felt like this is just too much? Probably not giving up and quitting because I have seen the other side. I have had, I've only had one job in my life. Um, I left school, uh, actually qualified to go to university to do science degrees and chemistry and all that. Imagine that, me, geez. Um, <laughs> however, I was a professional runner at the time and getting a cushy job was, was a nice option. So I applied for the one job and I said, if I get that, I'll do it. Otherwise I'll go to university. And I, I had that job and, and I saw what public service corporate life was like working for the man and you know, turning up day in, day out and just being a drone. Um, 
and then as it happened, you know, when I uh, you know, crushed the discs in my back and through rehab, I opened up my own health club and I thought, wow, this is, this is just so cool. You know, being responsible a for yourself and other people. And, and I've had some pretty low times in, in business and you just think, is it all worth it? And then you just look at the alternative and say, do I want to lose me? Because that would, that's what it would mean. Yeah. It would be lose me. And then and this is part of the book. And it's like, oh, look back and create your own champions list. And this is for everybody out there. When you're having a dark time or when you're about to start something new, create your champions list of all the, the personal things that you've achieved or the, the professional things that you've achieved, no matter how big or small. And you look at that and you say, you know what? Damn it. I'm a winner. I'm just having a rough trot. What do I have to do right now to take one step to overcome that, to take one step to overcome that? And, uh, and that's what I've, I've done. Whatever the, the times have been down is like, what is that one thing that I have to do to take a step to go forward? Because when you create that winning feeling, and I did some, a lot of research and study when I was writing the book about creating those winning feelings and the, um, and the hormone releases that happen within the body. I mean, it's, it's physical and psychological. It gives you the power to step up to the next level and the next level. So it's all about creating those small wins. What do I have to do to create a win today? And that's what people do. Whereas many people just set okay, well, I've got, a, I've got this massive goal that I want to achieve. And when they slip behind, because they've set a, a schedule and a plan to get there and they slip behind, they feel like a loser week one, just because, just because they're behind schedule. They feel like they're a loser. Then they slip behind, then they slip behind. Instead of going the other way and just like, well, what can I do to create the win so I feel like a winner? And I, I call it the slingshot effect. And when I look back at the times that were dark, what did I do to create that win so I could slingshot onto the next bit and then slingshot onto the next bit? And then, you know, as they say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you get out of the, the mess? Yeah, one step at a time. That's beautiful. I, I'm, I'm such a proponent of positive psychology and looking at things in a different way and saying, okay, how can we use the success to move forward? I love that idea of the champions list. Can, can you go over that a little bit? What would that look like if somebody created a champions list? Yeah, look, it could be anything. And it could be that you actually did get up in front of your school and did a talk back in primary school. Mm -hmm. um, it could be that you did win a high school sport. It could be that you did ask that girl out that you've been putting off for ages and she actually said yes. It could be that, you, hey, uh, you know, I, I did set up a business and I sold and I did well for a while. You know, it could be that you've done all these little things or big things, no matter what they are, create that champions list and look back and just say, hey, listen, I have done something. Um, it, it hit me and I actually said that. <laughs> In front of about 5,000 people in San Diego, I was nominated for International Fitness Instructor of the Year, the first non-American to be nominated. And I was just a kid from a small country town, um, but I'd set up kids programs around the world and weight loss and taught these classes and done all these lots of little things, which actually got recognized. And I wasn't one of the goddess gurus on their own you know, aerobic TV shows. And I actually won. And as they played the clip of the stuff that I did, I looked at it and the first thing was like, damn, I have done something, haven't I? And it's not until people sit back and make a list and think, damn, I have done some stuff. Of course I can do this. I have been a winner. I am a winner. And you look at it and you look at, wow, look at what I've done. And then you can take the next step forward instead of just saying, oh, I just missed that goal. I'm a loser. I just missed that. I'm, I'm not doing well. No, stuff it. I did do that. No matter how small, you know, whether it's personal, physical or business, just write out a champion's list. And I do that with some of my clients just to get started and just say, now, let's get on the front foot. And that gives them the belief. That's the first part of That's the first principle. In, in my new book is belief. And, and you know, with your people, you know, the belief of them getting up and speaking. But if you create your champions list, 
there's something physical to believe in that they've done this. All I need to do is now do this. And that's the principle behind it. Yeah. I love that because truth is, is the, the thing that holds people back more than anything is not, it's not the strategy. It's what's <laughs> going on in here. Like, you, you know that you work with yeah. people and, and you realize it's not, it's, it's, it, they're not doing the stuff and it's not, they're not doing it. Not because, not because they're lazy, not because they don't want to do the work. It's because they're afraid of what happens if I do this thing and it doesn't work or all, all sorts of other things that are going on in, in their heads that's protecting them or they think is protecting them anyway. And uh, that, that's really where it is. People always want to know, how do I do this? And how do, if I just knew how, then I, could, then I could do it. And I say, no, if you just believed you could, then you would know how. Because yeah. the how is so much easier. Yes, there's details. Yes, there's all those things. But the how will appear. And if you, if you don't believe that you can do it, I was talking with a good friend of mine, Preston Pugmire, the other day about this. And it was about how when somebody doesn't have the right mindset, when you tell them exactly what to do, their response is, and? And what else? What, what? That can't be it. That can't be it. That's too simple. And it's just, it has to come from that belief. And I think that's such a great, great exercise to have that champion's journal, champion's list. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. One of, isn't somebody who said, if you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I believe that was Henry Ford. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, and, that's brilliant. It's like, it's whatever you believe. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, that's, that's the power of it all. I've been thinking about something lately and it's this loop that we get in. We get in this loop where we start with uh, wh whatever you believe, it, it, it just, it will just compound what you believe. If you believe that the world's a terrible place, you're going to find evidence that the world's a terrible place. And then now you have evidence, you're going to believe even more that it's a terrible place. And then you're going to have more evidence and then it's just going to keep going around. If you believe you can do something, you're going to take action moving forward and you're going to get evidence that it's actually working. And now you're going to have more confidence and it's just going to keep going around and around. And the thing that a lot of people don't understand is we literally create the reality that we live in. That's kind of, it's like matrix stuff we're talking about, but we really create the reality that we live in. Yeah. It's again, it's my science brain and, and trying to simplify everything and we create it, but we filter and we filter through to our brain what we um, are focusing on. A lot of people, you know, you can take it the law of attraction and you can take it to whatever level of woo-woo you want to. However, I can't remember the exact numbers. We, there are X million pieces of information at any one time that we can take in, yep. but we can only take in a, a much, much smaller amount. And as we're focusing on something, we switch on our reticular activator system. If you've, never seen red cars on the road until you bought one. All of a sudden yep. there's lots of red cars on the road. That's our reticular activator system. And if you're thinking the world is a crappy place and oh, woe is me, then you will keep seeing and you will filter that information through to your brain and you'll only let that go through. Whereas if you turn it around the other way and you say, no, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And all of a sudden, all of those different new and wonderful opportunities just keep popping up it's because you've switched the filter on and your belief and your focus is the filter. And yeah, it, you, you will take in excuse me, the, the amount of information and the right information to start achieving your goals. All of a sudden things will pop up and say, how did that happen? Well, yep. it was always there. It was always yep. going to happen. It was up to you whether you were going to filter it through and let it happen or not. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what that means. Yeah. That's exactly why I have that there is because I believe what's wrong is always available, but so is what's right. And we get to choose what we're going to see. And you mentioned law of attraction. I don't know how that stuff really works. I don't know all those details, but what I know is that when I'm looking for the good in my life, I find it, it shows up. I know that yeah. when I show up to a new goal with a positive attitude, I make it happen and I create it and opportunities come out of nowhere. I believe that those opportunities have always been there, but it's just my eyes were covered. My eyes were blinded to them. And when I showed up in the, in the idea of, well, I'm going to do this, but it's probably not going to work. And you know, and when you're in that attitude, you're going to find you're, 
your brain will make you right. That, that's really what it comes down to. Your brain is your uh, best backup man. He wants to make you right. And he will make you right, or maybe it's making himself right. He, your brain covers its tracks, and it will make it right. So if you believe something, your brain will find that evidence. And then it gets worse and worse and worse, or better and better and better. So that's why I choose to focus on the good. Yeah, um, you're either spiraling up or spiraling down. Um, but I heard a great saying that there is only one way to coast. You can't coast on the flat. You can only <laughs> coast downhill. So if you're not pushing and going up and really looking to achieve your goals, then it's all downhill. Yeah, there is no coasting. I love that. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out in the industry? Well, first and foremost, uh, be clear on what you want to achieve and, and have a look at who you are and go through the, the three-circle uh, purpose. What are your real skills? What do you really want to do? And what value can you add to other people? That's, that's the first self-analysis that you'd look at and say, well, how can, you know, a lot of people say, how can I monetize my passion? Well, that's great. We'll find out how you can add significant value to other people. Yeah. That's, that's it. Um, that's the first thing. And look, the next thing is get a mentor. Yeah, I agree. Get get a mentor, somebody that's been there, done that. Um, as it is now, I've got two mentors, you know, one on a professional side and one on a personal side. When I'm ever going to do a new project, I'll get somebody who's been there and that I can shortcut the process. I've heard totally. a great saying, um, poor people spend time to save money. Rich people spend money to save time. Yes. And, if somebody wants to shortcut their way to success, work with somebody who's been there, join a group and, and a support. That's another principle in the, in the book a team, get good people around you. And there is no point trying to do it on your own because with today's connectivity, you could be a part of a group. You could be a part of a mastermind. You can have a coach from anywhere around the world. Then there is no excuse not, for people to succeed and the biggest thing is once you've settled on something don't go down the shiny object route and say oh but i could do this i could do this no that that focus and that clarity get dead set clear on what they want to do and who they can serve the value all of that and then take those next steps as to who do i need in my team to make this happen yeah i, I love that saying that you had there of poor people spend time to save money and rich people spend money to save time. And I know that there are people listening to this or watching this who in their mind right now are saying, well, yeah, that's nice. If I had money, I would do it. But I do think that there's a little bit of a chicken and the egg kind of thing. And I can say that from my own personal experience where I used to have that attitude. I had that attitude of, well, you know, I don't have money now. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to spend the, the time uh, I'm going to spend more time on it and, and not invest the money. And it wasn't until I said, you know what, this isn't working for me and I need to go step forward and spend the money so that I can save some time that all of a sudden, then the success started coming. You know, then was the time when I went from struggling to do a couple things here and there to touring all over the nation speaking. It was because of investing with people who had done it before. And then it became so easy. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my thought for everyone listening. Oh, look, oh, I, got, I got probably two or three things on that. The first thing is back in 1983, when I opened up my health club, I bought my first ever marketing training mindset course for $1,500 in 1983. Hmm. And that was a massive investment. It's probably like about $25,000 now. But oh, wow. that opened my eyes, my mind, that changed my world because there was stuff there. The other thing is, um, another saying is, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention. So if you go out yep. and spend all this time trying to get this free information, you don't value it, you don't implement it. Yep. And when I'm you know, working with my clients, I charge significant fees in my high level program but I want them to feel that that is a significant investment. They, they suck every ounce of value out of me that they possibly can. Then I know that they're going to get great 
progress because they're taking in the information and they're implementing it just to get their money's worth, which is brilliant. If it was throwaway money, then people don't implement it. But the yeah. other thing is that people don't realize is when they spend money on themselves, their self-worth goes up. Mm. And, and that is a big thing. It's like, yeah, I have invested in myself. I am going to implement this because it's my hard-earned money. And I value myself more because I've, I've invested in myself. And that in itself helps them grow the business and that grows themselves. Absolutely. I've seen the same thing over and over and over again. And just like you, I've always, my, my approach has always been, why am I going to reinvent the wheel? That just seems silly. I want to be successful. I don't, I don't have to be, I don't have to get there on my own. I don't have that pride where I have to do it on my own. So I love that. That's fantastic. Uh, I know that you have a free gift to give to the members of the speakers, authors, and coaches network. Tell us about that. Yeah, look, most of your people um, do need to use videos and I've got a, I've gone through and scoured the years of work in videos and what's happening today. And I've got the, the seven top ways to use videos in their business. I'm actually going to have it on the front page of my website, save going to a separate link. So they can just go to stevebrossman.com. It'll be sitting there fairly shortly for them just to go and, and jump in and download. And there's um, links and things in there they can have a look at. And there's some ways to use videos that they may not have thought of. And it doesn't involve shooting videos and putting them on social media and have to know all of those different things. There's a couple of ways that I have in my business that uh, don't involve that, but they generate the highest amount of money. So it'd be good for them to, to have a read of that so they can uh, jump in the, the seven top ways to use videos in your business. That sounds fantastic. And, and after they get that, they'll see some information about your challenge that you have coming up. Yeah, that's um, in Australia. It's actually going to be um, on the 10th of November, uh, 9th of November for you guys. Got to be very conscious about the, yeah. the, the different days. Uh, we're going to be staying. It's going to be a pretty cool challenge. We're going to go through the 21 days. There's going to be things. And I'm very conscious that people are in business. So we're not going to have five challenges every day and not be able to do any of them. We're going to have different challenges, different information. And it's primarily about getting over their fears, getting in front of the camera, and then knowing what to do with them. And by the end of it, they'll be doing their own live streaming into a private group so no one else can see in the, the privacy of our own group and uh, with the support of the other people. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've done um, two and three day challenges before, but this way I want to really help the people grow over those 21 days. And there'll be information there if they just go to, if they go and get the, the seven ways or head to, uh, head to my website, uh, stevebrossman.com. Um, follow me on Facebook. Uh, there's going to be lots of information. They can follow my live streams. I've got two live streams that come out um, every, every week. And that's something they should look at doing. Your people are you know, speakers, authors, coaches, and doing things. I've got my Momentum Monday, which helps people kickstart the week. And because I'm an athlete and you've got to run hard to the finish line, I have Finish Hard Friday. So <laughs> they're my, uh, my fun live streams that come out every week and it's a it's a good fun way for people to uh, to connect that's awesome very cool and uh, any last thoughts that you want to share with the members of our community yeah again it, it all revolves around my my back sporting background and the belief in themselves it's i i can't in i can't put forward enough create that winning feeling no matter where you are whatever it is what can you do in the next hour to do something so you can achieve something to create that winning feeling and once you've got that that'll slingshot you onto the next bit and onto the next bit is uh look if you're having a bad day go and create your champions list and uh, there's nothing better than being a winner and winning is a infectious and yes. no matter what happens and you know, in the losses and things like that, that I've had, I've just go pick yourself up and say, okay, I can do it. I'm going to do it. And then who do I need around me? And then just really uh, like your group is a phenomenal group, hang out and associate with great supportive, positive people. And they'll help you create that winning feeling as well. I love that. Thank you so much. Uh, Steve, this has been incredible. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. 
And I just want to recognize you for a moment for being authentically you. And we've been connected now, I don't know, about six months. And everything that I see you put out, uh, you are so giving with your knowledge and your wisdom and your experience. There's a lot of people who are uh, doing things that just don't have the amount of experience that you have myself included. You know, I, I don't have the decades that you've had. You mentioned your business starting in 1983 and you doing all those things. That was two years before I was a thought in my parents' mind. <laughs> and uh, so I, I think it's really great what you're doing, sharing your wisdom, sharing your knowledge, and uh, just want to recognize you for being authentically you. So thank you so much for being here and being a part of the show. Mate, it is my absolute pleasure. And uh, I, I love associating with people like you and seeing you and dare I say it on the way up because you've had a, in the time that I've known you, a, quite a rapid rise. And, you know, I saw today you've launched your, uh, your three day, which is absolutely brilliant from a thought where I saw you actually launch your Facebook group to now having the three day where you're going to have great people and, and change a lot of people's lives and give them the, the knowledge and the enthusiasm to get out and do that. And my goal in life is to work with people like you and to create the ripple effect. So if I've imparted something through you to your people and to the many of those people, then I'm achieving my life goal of creating a ripple effect through people like you and uh and thank you for being a, an awesome conduit well thank you so much i appreciate that thank you so much and thanks everyone for listening for watching we'll see you guys later bye thanks, Jake. thank you so much for listening to the speakers authors and coaches podcast if you enjoyed this episode please rate review subscribe and most importantly Share it with somebody who needs this information. If you're not already a part of our Facebook community, come and join us in the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network at facebook.com slash groups slash speaker, author, coach, or simply search the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network. Thanks again for listening. Remember, what you do matters. You can turn your dreams into your reality. Together, we are changing the world one message at a time.